Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. Um, I think I said two hellos this time. Sometimes I say one hello. I don't know. <laughs> keep it on suspense. I know. I need like, I need a, I keep saying this, like I've said it a bunch of weeks, but I need to figure out an actual introduction, I think. But um, I think like this app like has music on it and stuff too. I should investigate. But anyways, this week I have Coach Peyton on. To, hey, uh, you guys. We're going to hang that out. movie, The Goonies. <clears throat> Should steal that opening. Oh yeah, the hey you guys. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I say guys a lot too, and I try to like cut back on that as well. Yeah. But you just get into those speech patterns, those like for habits, sure. and then you, yeah, you like, you're like, oh, I say for sure a lot, or like I say awesome. guys all the time. Awesome is yeah. my word. <laughs> awesome for yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why do I say the same stuff like over and over? It's so hard to break those habits. So. Anyway, we're just going to hang out and talk about stuff. I think um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of like the wrap-up of the Open because um, now that all the scores have been validated and like you actually kind of know your standing now, mm-hmm. um, we pretty much – everybody did their like workout on Friday and then you would like record your score right away. But really to like know where you kind of stand, you had to wait like all the way. Yeah, I think on scores to do Mondays and then I think of – affiliate owners have or like the judges have a like till Tuesday like Wednesday. or Wednesday yeah and then I saw an email so court uh, people will be getting an email to know if like they made it to quarterfinals or not and those aren't even the leaderboard isn't even to be validated until Monday so I saw something on Instagram someone was saying like check your email but then the email actually said like all the athletes won't be getting the email until that Monday, so April 5th. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, for sure, quarterfinals. Because, I mean, everybody kind of wants to know, like, what are the quarterfinals? Like, what are they going to be? And they put out, like, no information. So I kept checking. I kept – I checked the website a couple of times, and there's, like, oh, uh, um, like, individuals is, like, starting the week of April 5th, but they yeah. don't give you any, like – Well, and that's it. So the person that I saw on Instagram that had the email, they had already received the email, but then it said that, like – all the other athletes' emails will be com- like coming in between this weekend and then Monday. And then in that email, it goes over, like, what is quarterfinals, um, how it works, and from there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it would be nice to know. I did see, so, like, I would be in the master's category. So I saw that their stuff isn't even the same week as, like, the individuals. Yeah. Is it after? So yeah. And then there's team, too. <clears throat> Yeah, so the age group qualifiers aren't until the week, like the first week of May. Dang. Yeah, it's like all the way till May. I'm pretty sure that's the dates that I saw. So I was like, man, if if I decide to even do any of the qualifying <laughs> workouts, I have to wait like a month before I really even find out. Right, that's. A, I'm pretty sure I made it into the quarterfinals, and I'm like excited about it. And then, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do any other workouts like this was just kind of my goal to make it into quarterfinals but now I'm like well I know I'm not going to go anywhere past quarterfinals so do I really want to do the workouts sure I will but kind of depends on what they are like that's what (laughs) I cherry pick them yeah well I mean that's what I was thinking for like um so for me I ended up in the 92nd percentile which is like on the way bottom end of the top 10% so it's like it's really it's definitely pointless to do it if you're thinking like Oh, I would like to move on because like I have no chance for that. But on the other hand, too, like it is just a workout. Like you could just do it and see where you stack right. up in the end. You know, just kind of like yeah. well, especially too if this is how they're they're gonna keep structuring it. Too, yeah, for like the years to come, it'll be cool to see like where. Yeah. Falls. The other day, I was looking up some different people 
And um, you and Kyle at the time, I don't know, like the numbers have probably changed a little since they've, you know, validated like the scores and stuff. But you guys were almost the same like rank. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was like within like 20 places. And I was right. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you, I think that it's kind of like a lot of people expect Kyle to like be high up on the leaderboard and to like do well. But like, I don't know if as many people expected you to maybe yeah. like finish that well. Did you expect it? No, I definitely, I like, I've definitely felt like more fit like this open uh, since mm -hmm. like the last opens and stuff. But I feel like I'm just like, I feel like with Kyle, he's like just someone that has always just been like a really good athlete where I've just been like slowly like building. Yeah, like I feel like this year, like this year was like my first year of doing a legit like RX comp with like mm -hmm. muscle ups and stuff. And I'm like finally getting like, most of the skills just now have to like keep dialing them in. So I'm like, really excited to see like next year. Cause yeah. I'm hoping to be like more proficient at certain things. But say so this year for uh, the open, that was like first time ever doing bar muscle ups in the open. Mm -hmm. So I was super happy with that. And I just. Your first time ever and you do 27. <laughs> <laughs> my, now I just need to learn how to wear grips. I don't murder my hands, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's been fun to just watch that like consistency and like uh, progress like pay off for sure. Yeah. So that's what I always, I was talking to my friend Shelby and she always just like jokes about like my story of like just not start when I first started CrossFit, just like not being super fit, not having like a fitness background whatsoever. So it's like fun. Like I just want to like shake some people and be like, just keep being consistent, like eat your protein, like sleep, get water and like you yeah. will get there. And I, that's my biggest thing is just trying to like really practice like what I preach and I just... I need to start sharing some like stuff from when I first started. I wish I had more videos from when I first started because I think people would be really shocked of like how unfit I was. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's not even like unfit necessarily, but just basically just completely have never done any of the yeah. stuff before. Just like a complete newbie to like all the movements and right. you know, that sort of thing. I don't, did you, I can't remember like when we talked in your podcast, like about your story, but did you do like weightlifting in school, high school at all? barely they like, don't we teach had, you anything like at yeah all, we, I remember like being in the weight room because like different um like I feel like that was like part of our PE class we maybe had like weightlifting every now and then but mm -hmm. not enough to like take anything from it yeah so like, you just basically <laughs> had like no experience at all and so um but I mean now like obviously you've just been able to like build on all these years and so that's definitely cool to see I'm kind of a little bit like the opposite of that I've actually already well I mean maybe I could build back up but I've kind of like I've actually seen better results from the open than I have this year or yeah. the last um I think the best performance I ever had was um like 2019 I think the last time at the old gym the last one at the what was like gym. different from like now were you just more well you have it like how have you had your back issues like well my back issues haven't really affected it it was more um it was more my shoulder and then the last open which was in the fall really kind of screwed me over just because over the summer and years past I've had a hard time being consistent in the gym and keeping like my drinking under control and keeping my like food under control. I've been building over the years and getting better at like each piece every mm -hmm. year, but I haven't, um, last year was probably the best year I've ever had being able to like stay in the gym more. I mean, I was still able to work out like four days a week. Um, and I just, 
I'd already been doing better overall, like with food over the summer. Um, We cooked a lot more, um, just had like a lot more access. We just made it food available at home, like a lot easier. And my daughter's also older. So it's like, she can help with like food and like cooking and like having that kind of stuff around. And then, um, obviously the drinking for me can be kind of hit or miss over the summer. I can kind of do really well and then like kind of like binge and stuff like that. So, but, um, so that was like my big problem with like the 2020 was just that it was just in the fall and it was just not a good like timing overall. And so my goals have been, I mean, especially since that, like since then it was so like apparent, like just how out of shape and like how bad I'd kind of like gotten myself into from like getting off track for those like few months that, um, I just sort of like made it a goal to not have those such those like ups and downs so I tried really hard um to you know so this last summer I did like a lot better and so um so that's really the biggest reason why I would say and then this year's open I've been focusing on my back stuff I've been working with my physical therapist and like active life coach and all that so I just hadn't really been hitting a lot of heavier lifts or a lot of like high volume gymnastics which is like pretty much the open right but it's weird because the last workout was my best performance I'm saying like your muscle like I know like you say like you like and you had eight like close to it before and you say you weren't feeling like 100% but like all your stuff like looked like so like flawless like even like your muscle ups we're not even been working on those yeah I hadn't I hadn't probably even performed a bar muscle up for like two or three months you'd never know (laughs) (laughs) so so I just so it's just like I'm just out of shape to do them. You know what I mean? And I was so gassed on that workout, that the gymnastics one. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I was just, like, gasping for air. Like, that whole after the chest of bar, I'm just, like, gasping for air the whole, like, rest of the time. That minute rest was, like, nothing. <laughs> I was just, like, those ones, like, anytime, like, especially with the squats, I just, like, told myself, like, stay breathing. I'll never forget, was it... Not last year's open, like the open before. It was when it was that rowing and wall ball one. Do you yeah, remember that one. I'll never forget. I think it. I don't remember if it was as calm as a cool cucumber or cool as a cucumber. But I kept saying that over and over in my head to like help with my breathing. Like cool as a cucumber. <laughs> For some reason, that like helps me like stay yeah. low. It's no, weird. I remember the joke. It's you were saying calm. Is it calm? Making fun of you. Is it cool or calm? We were making fun of you because it's supposed to be cool as a cucumber. <laughs> and so the whole time you're like saying in your head, calm as a cucumber. <laughs> it's not even right. <laughs> That's Kyle always makes fun of What's that? Uh, no sleep till, is it Brooklyn? Yeah. Like, so I always say no sleep till Boston. Because I just, Yeah, and, like, like that's the wrong thing. <laughs> so like Kyle, like me and Kyle hear that song and like kept saying like, no sleep till Boston. I'm like, it's Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Right and now, I never know. I'm like, is it? Which one is it? Yeah, now you can't remember because it's like ingrained as the wrong thing. <laughs> but then you like joke about it being the right thing, and so, so yeah. So I guess I would say like, I didn't have any like surprises in the open this year. Um, I for sure twenty one point two was not very fun. But yeah, like PTSD on that one. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt. Yeah, that one hurt really bad. I was really happy with that one. I really surprised myself with that yeah, one. Yeah, you did for sure because you're the dumbbell queen, so. <laughs> I think my mental, I feel like this year, like, my mental shift because, like, I used to get really, like, bad in my head and, like, 
if I wasn't like in the perfect scenario, I'm like, oh, this workout isn't going to go good. And I think even that day I told Kyle, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it today. Like I didn't sleep super great. Like, I remember you saying that. And like, he's I was like, Peyton, you're doing it. He's like, just, and then I was like, Brandon, like, will you judge me? I'll just do it in the first heat. And I was so happy I did. I think that's like one thing that's really helped me. Like, I don't know, like the last year is just no, I don't want to say do working out when I don't feel like it because like there's definitely like good recovery days and stuff, but just really like if your body, like if you know that you, for the majority, have been like sleeping, eating, recovering good and stuff, just like getting over that, like you don't have to be in that perfect scenario of like mm-hmm. going into the gym or like just, yeah. Uh, that, and I think of like rambling, but. Well, no, I, I know what you're saying. You're saying like you don't maybe feel the best, but you're not sure how much maybe your mental is like affecting your physical. And then you go and you just decide, I'm going to do the workout. I'm just going to do the best I can. And then you end up surprising yourself. And then it kind of gives you confidence of like, oh, even if I'm not feeling 100%, I'm still able to perform. I used to get really bad. Well, that's it this year. I feel like my gymnastics have been getting a lot more proficient at because I've just been making myself like work on them. Where before I'd be like, oh, I had a weekend that maybe didn't go as planned. Like, I'm feeling a little bit heavier. Like, I can't work on this skill because, like, my bar muscle ups aren't going to feel good. And I've had, like, a couple workouts where, like, I've came in on Monday, like, hit it, and then they actually went really well. And then it's just, like, building that confidence. Like, hey, it's all in your head. Like, quit it. Yeah, like, oh, I can do this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I think think for sure um, you've kind of let that confidence factor, like, affect your performance on gymnastics stuff. And I've seen a huge... A, a huge shift in that and I think part of it I mean you can tell me if I'm wrong but when you signed up for that RX comp it was like well this is for real now like right. you had an actual reason though to like yeah. train it you know um I think I think for a lot of people for those higher skill gymnastics they just always think those are going to be unattainable mm-hmm. you know so then they never do the things to like work on them And then every once in a while, like a coach will be like, Hey, have you ever tried a chest to bar? And they'll be like, no, I can't do chest to bar. And then you have, they actually try and then they get one and you're like, you can do it. Like, so why don't you just like, you know, like keep working on it and like, you'll get better at it over time. And right. Well, that's it going into like, so like butterfly pull-ups, that's something I want to work on or like, that's something I want to get. And I just like, every time I do them, I just get frustrated. Like I'll get a couple and I'm like, Oh, these just don't feel good. But I literally remember feeling the exact same way with double unders. Yeah. With toes to bar. Bar muscle ups. Yeah. And I just, so I was telling myself the other day, I was like, what I tell people with double unders, I'm literally going to set a clock, like 10 minutes, like probably like four times a week. And then just 30 seconds, or like a minute on, a minute off. And just mm-hmm. like making myself do that skill. So I'm actually reading a book right now called The Talent Code. And it talks about just like how your brain needs that, uh, like, that struggle and like just like that consistency of like doing that skill because it literally how it wires your brain of you don't have to think about it just like we know like with like lifting that Mm -hmm. mind body connection or whatever but man it's just yeah it's not fun to work at work at stuff that you're not great at so but it is just overcoming that yeah I I remember watching you trying to learn double unders and then and that then, was for, I feel like that took me so long until I finally started practicing them consistently. Yeah, yeah. And then a workout, I think you were, I don't know if you were like determined to get them for the open that year, but you were, you had kind of like just gotten to where you could like string some together, but it was still like some days would be like really off. Yeah. And one of the workouts had, oh, it was like 50, right? Like <laughs> rounds of 50 doves and um, you were just like tripping up and just like getting all in your head. And I was just like, it was just, 
it was just for, like hard to watch because you're just like I know that you can do so well on this workout. Right. Like, it was just like that was like the because what was it? it was like squat cleans or something too. Was it one with squat cleans? Yeah, it was the one with it had toes of our squat cleans and double unders, which it's like. Obviously now you're you're even better at toes to bar, but yeah. um, at the time like squat squat cleans have been your jam forever. Yeah. But like that workout, like you were good enough at toes to bar, you know, right. and it was and just, just the doves, yeah. I remember I could like start getting them, and then once we did it in the open, the music was so loud and I couldn't hear my rhythm, and then I was like, couldn't get it. And then another thing too, I remember I am this is embarrassing. I think I bought like when I first was trying to get double unders, probably like six jump ropes. I went through so many jump ropes being like, this is the reason. And it was like, no, it's because you're not practicing consistently. Yeah. I was telling someone the other day. So, um, I kind of like every once in a while that we do like skill work in the gym because, um, a lot of people who would have never tried double unders. So many, that was really cool to see. Yeah. Like so many people were like, oh my gosh, I can like get some double unders. And I'm like, you can, but when we're just like, okay, here's the workout. It's 56 dubs or 56 singles. And then there's, you know, there's always some people that are in that in between mm-hmm. that need to like scale their reps down that are, you know, like, uh, like working on them. But a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't have double unders. Right. You and know, just never practice. And, and then, it's not fun to trip up like in the middle of a workout too. And that's like, it's just, especially think, like when you're in high pressure mode. Dude, dubs is one of the most frustrating things. <laughs> it's just, especially when you're learning because you'll have them and then you won't have them. Yeah, and what sucks about it is they're actually very, it's a skill that's accessible to almost everyone, Mm -hmm. whereas like a bar muscle up is not a skill that's accessible to everyone. You know, it takes, you have to build up this base layer before you can get to bar muscle ups, but like double unders are accessible to almost everybody in the gym. I know. I'll, like, I think it's funny. Like, you'll have, like, that one person that's, like, brand new, and they'll start, and they'll just get them right off the bat, and you'll have people that have been working on them, and they're like, what? Like, who's yeah. this person? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, so, I was telling someone that day that, um, so, a lot of people have those heavier RX Smart Gear ropes, which are, like, amazing ropes. I think sometimes... Um, for some people it might actually hinder them from being able to get dubs. It just depends on how fast you can whip those angles around. Like if you have a heavier jump rope, like it is definitely harder, but then there's also that thing where a really smooth, um, like RPM, like speed rope can be hard to learn on as well. Cause it's so smooth. You can't really get the like feeling and the feedback. So it can like the rope, I definitely think can make a difference. However, I think at the same time, like you should be able to learn them like on with any jump rope. Yeah. And then like once you're a proficient double under person, like almost any rope is like you can do dubs on. It just might be like you might not be able to get your like biggest sets, but you should be able to like do a workout with it or whatever. I remember yeah, the RXV uh when I first learned it was with the RX speed ropes and I yeah, I struggled with that rope quite a bit. And then but then I did like, I bought, like, some light ropes, and then mm-hmm. I struggle with those. And then I think by the time – I found some Amazon rope that was, like, $20, and that was my favorite. But I think with that, you could, like, change the length of it quite a bit. So that was nice to go back The and length forth. makes a difference. And I think by the time I found that rope, too, I'd already put in a lot of reps of, like, practicing with all the yeah. other ropes. So I don't really know if it was that rope. Yeah, or... so then you're like, oh, it's the rope, right? <laughs> but it's like, no, you've been working on it for three straight months. <laughs> like, maybe that's why, but yeah. And that being said, though, and when you are practicing, trying to find a rope you're consistent with that has, like, the same height – if you go back and forth from like different heights, different styles of rope, it's hard to like get that body connection with it. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, so it's just, that's the, that's the frustrating thing with double unders is like, you just need to practice. 
Yes. <laughs> you just need to practice. You can practice it anywhere. Like you can yeah. practice it at home. And so, you know, they're, they're almost as like no excuse other than you just like have to put in the work. Uh-huh. To yeah. So anyways, um, for sure you've, made like huge strides in the double unders I just I remember you like struggling to like learn those (laughs) (laughs) it was like so embarrassing for me too because I was like starting to get to where like I could do like the lifts and stuff like in competition and then like one of the standards would be like double unders I'm like that's what I can't do like (laughs) yeah yeah but you're not the only person like in that boat though because it's just like it's like what I said you have a slow build-up to like um Kipping pull-ups mm-hmm. or, you know, kipping chest-to-bar and kipping toes-to-bar. Like, you have a more of a slow build-up to that, whereas double-unders is, like, you have them or you don't have them. <laughs> and so, in order to get them, you just have to, like, do all this practice. And it's not just, like, getting stronger over time and, like, you know. Right, it's just literally <laughs> getting that mind-body connection. Because it's just, it's so much rhythm. Like, it's just. Cause I remember too, I used to get like so excited and then I would like go too fast and then you lose it. And I actually find that with a lot of people that, um they do their double unders people who are learning you know who who can probably do like maybe five or so in a row like if you're a person who keeps getting stuck on like four or five you're probably going too fast Mm -hmm. and it's hard to maintain that or you get a couple and then you start speeding up (laughs) I call that happy feet like I'm doing it yeah start jumping super quick and it's like yeah, I'm usually telling people to, like, try to calm down, like, their jump and their pace a little bit rather than, like, that, you know, crazy fast, like, because you can't maintain that. Like, right. you can't maintain that jump, but. Yeah, I think just anyways time to do it every day, and then, I don't know, YouTube videos are my, anytime I'm working on a skill, I watch so many videos. Yeah. That, that really helps me learn, because you can tell me, like, slow down, I'm like, mm. Yeah, I am slow. I am going. Yeah, slow. it does. It does depend on the person. Some people like those YouTube videos. Um, if you're like trying to learn gymnastics, or you know, if you um, just want to get more information, that Invictus Gymnastics yeah, they have really a good, good YouTube channel, and then um, what wide? Uh, what is uh, Invictus is a really good one. I always watch, and then there's one. It's a it's Wad something. He like always does a bunch of like training videos. Wad something? I'll look it up. I don't know the wad something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know wad something. Um, On Instagram, Pamela Gagnon is a really good resource for gymnastics. She, I've been following her for years. I've actually done some of her performance plus programs. And so that's a good, um, who who did you like? It's the problem with like YouTube and Google and stuff like that is finding reputable sources to like help you with the movements. And um, did you find it? Yeah, Wad Prep. Wad, oh yeah, yeah, Wad Prep. They have a lot of really good ones of like breaking things down. Yeah. So having some good, um, maybe we should probably like share those somewhere. Mm-hmm. Some like good places to go because it is kind of like if you just like type in something pretty broad like double unders or even like bar muscle ups you You get like some random guys in a park yeah (laughs) and you just have no idea you know and and a lot of times like you can be more confused by by you know those videos and so yeah if you're definitely um if you're interested in learning more about like the movement mechanics of different movements then wad prep you said yeah that one's really good and invictus invictus is is a good good resource and then that uh pamela on instagram she's a former gymnast and so like good advice there so anyway top 10 percent 
for the open is it your best finish ever like it has okay. to be <laughs> i was looking i think in uh I don't know where I'm at and like from North America, but I was looking at like my uh, standings from like the last few years and it was like just like the, what would that be? Like five numbers, like 20, like high 20,000s, high mm -hmm. 70, 60,000s, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And then this year I'm like under 10,000 like in North America and I'm just like, oh shit, <laughs> like way different. Look. Under 10,000, you were at like 2,000 something. I know, but that's like, but like yeah, like it was like. It like there and for yeah. like the other ones were like 20 yeah 50 eight, like even maybe longer than that yeah. and I was just like okay there's some improvement I've done the opposite I finished like top five percent on my best year in my age group and then um and then I was outside the top 10 percent in 2020 now I'm back inside the top 10 percent so I feel pretty good about that no yeah heck yeah but um so yeah since we haven't had an open for a year and a half I would say you've definitely come a long way in the last year and a half for sure so 97th percentile yeah 90 for worldwide is 97th and then uh i'm 2487 out of 108,000 for worldwide yeah nice and then north america right now it's uh 1414th out of 65,000 so yeah, and I think before I don't know how to look at like the last time, but I know like yeah. my scores last time like were way up there. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just um, come a long way with those gymnastics. Probably is your biggest. hundred percent. Yeah, because I mean you've been strong now for like a while. I don't know. Have you put on like significant pounds to your weightlifting? Do you think? Um. Yeah, I think just being out like consistency for sure. Like in like the weightlifting, like. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more confident, like, with the higher numbers, for sure. With that, like, 175? Yeah, like, like, 175, used to, like, for, like, squat clean, used to be, like, my all-time, like, max. And um, I think right now my max is 185. I don't know if it's higher or not, but, like, I, I'm confident I can, like, just go up to the bar, obviously warmed up, yeah. and, like, pick it up, where before it was, like, I had to, like, really, like, was uh -huh. never sure if I was going to hit it. Yeah. And that's what I think what's really cool with, like, weightlifting is, like, you might not notice, like, when we're doing, like, so, like, today we're doing, like, two rep max bench press. Or like, if we're going for, like, a one rep max, like, maybe you don't get a one rep max, but you get, like, close to it. Like, you'll start noticing, like, your strength, like, in other lifts of, like, now I'm confident that I can hit this or I know I can – this weight that I used to only be able to do one time, I know I can do for, like, multiple reps. And it's cool to see it, like, just in different areas. Yeah, sometimes um, when we test, like, a rep max, like a one rep or a two rep or a three rep max even – it just might not be your day to get yeah. that PR, but um, we're always looking at like your averages. Like, what's your averages? Like, are you able to now say you couldn't do 95 pounds in a workout? Well, now you're able to like do 95 pounds. So you're obviously getting stronger and more proficient, but. Yeah, some people just get so caught up of like, oh, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't, my lift didn't go up for my one rep max. And it's just like, well, maybe you're just, yeah, tired, more tired that day. Maybe it's like the end of the week. It's just, you'll start noticing it in like other areas of like working out. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, that a weight just, like, felt easier yeah. or, like, whatever. Yeah. I would say um, a lot of it with that, that like, one rep max, you know, it, there's just, there's so many factors that go into that 100%. that it's better to, which is why we're always, like, wanting people to log their scores. Yeah, and then usually, too, like, when it is, like, when we were doing, like, deadlift and stuff, like, go by how you feel today, not based off of what you did 
a year ago or six months ago. Well, or even the week before, right? Because the one week it was just like, or the one yeah. like training block that we did, it was, we were going like reps in reserve. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of training because it trains your, I mean, a lot of people have a hard time with it because it's hard to gauge maybe like, yeah. so they like that percentage work because they know exactly what number they should do. But, um, I like reps in reserve because it's more intuitive mm-hmm. and you're less likely to push weights that maybe just aren't there for like that day. And I think mentally it helps too, because if you aren't hitting your numbers, like then you're just like, Oh, I'm going backwards. Right. Oh, I'm getting less fit. Oh, I'm getting, I'm losing my strength somehow. I'm losing my strength. And it's just like, I mean, it's just like weighing yourself every day. Um, you just, you have a lot of ups and downs. And so you look at the trends over time and that's why it's really important to log your scores even if they're not your favorite scores or even if you had to like modify a lot or like whatever, it's a really good idea to go ahead and take that data so that you can look back on it yeah. and like see your trends over time and not just your like snapshot of like one day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hundred percent. I've been weighing myself every day by the way, which is weird. So I know it is weird. <laughs> I used to be so against that. Like when we were doing like nutrition program, I was like, I don't not want people on the scale every day. Like I feel like it gets so mental. But I will say one thing I've like learned with it is just like seeing those trends over time. And I think it can be a really great learning experience, um, especially if you are like doing like nutrition, like you have like your end goal. Like um, I think there is a lot of like value and data in it because it's so easy to like get caught up in that number on the scale. But if you are working towards something and you're using it as data, it's really cool to see how like one day maybe it's up a little bit and then next day it's like down and it's just like it's there's so many factors that go into it, whether it's like you ate late, you had a workout that was super like high intensity, like that can make your weight high the next day. You didn't mm-hmm. sleep good. That can cause like extra inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, you Maybe drank- you weigh yourself after you eat breakfast because you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't water the night before. Like you could literally chug like a gallon of water and the scale would be up like quite a bit. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's cool for, I think it's, I think it's a great learning experience for people to see like how much their weight fluctuates just because a lot of people I think can get caught up of like maybe weighing themselves once a month and being like, oh my gosh, the scale is up. And it's like, no, what were the other factors that maybe went into it where that being said, I don't think someone needs to weigh themselves every single day, but if you do have like a goal or something you're working on, so like right now with you doing the nutrition program and um, having that goal, like, yeah, right now we're trying to see how your body reacts to your mm-hmm. prescribed macros and um, help dial those in where that scale is mm-hmm. going to help give me data. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a learning experience, but I think, yeah, the scale's weird. People can get really caught up in yeah. it. Yeah. I think... I think maybe I put in like a post that I was doing the nutrition program, but I have not talked about it on the podcast. I did just start it last Monday. And the reason that I decided to do it was because, so I've tracked macros before and I've been super lean, like I've been leaner than I am now for sure. And I've definitely uh, performed higher. Like I said, you know, I've performed better in the open and, um, the open is not why I decided to do nutrition, <laughs> but um, I just, one reason I wanted to do it was because I want to be more like knowledgeable about our program in general. So what better way to like know the inner workings of it than to just like do the program. Um, I've also noticed I've just, I've gotten really lazy with like my, um, with my food and I don't want to mean, I don't want to say that like I was just like eating lots of junk food. I just, since I haven't tracked for like, 
oh man, it's probably been like a year. It's a good time to check yourself every, it's a good idea to check yourself every once in a while because I think you can get more off track than you think, yeah. you know? So I hadn't been like measuring peanut butter or like measuring, you know, anything. And then you start like, and I haven't been planning ahead, which has like been a big deal. I do, I do a lot of times with like breakfast, I'll be planning ahead, but like my overall food. And so I'm just eating whatever available. And it's just, it started to like get to me of like, I can be more dialed in and like, what would that look like? What would it take for me to do it? Like how well does it fit into my lifestyle? And so I'm just like, right now I'm just like kind of collecting data with it. But like part of the nutrition program is to weigh yourself every day. And I'm not in the habit of doing that. And so I would, I like would keep forgetting and, um, I hardly ever weigh myself like in general. So, um, so that's been totally weird, but I was just thinking about it like just now how, like how many more metrics can I measure? So I wear a whoop. So I know about how much sleep I'm getting. I know about my recovery. Like it's all there. Like I can't lie about it. I can't be like, oh, well, I know I went to bed at like nine, but then, you know, oh, I was on my phone for five minutes or like whatever. It's like my whoop knows exactly when I slept and when I woke up. So there's no way to hide that, you know, like behind the numbers or whatever. So it's like if, you know, my coach or whatever, my nutrition coach, Peyton, <laughs> would ask me like, what's your sleep like? It's like, well, I can pull it up and like right, look at it. it. And then I can track my, um, my fitness file, like all my food, my water, and then I can track my workouts. And it's just like, it sounds like a lot of stuff, but our technology has just made it like so easy to do. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like how much stuff you can I think it's super good because then it, it takes into account, like, you can just learn a lot from it. Yeah, it gives you data, and that's why um, I like when, like, because uh, whenever you first, like, get back into, like, food logging or, like, focusing on, like, macros and stuff, like, I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed or, like, not want to do it. But it's just, like, if you have, like, a certain goal and you want to, like, get there the most optimal way, like, it comes down to making, like, logging your intake, seeing, like, how much protein you're getting, carbs, fat, calories, etc. And then that gives you data to make adjustments as needed. Mm-hmm. And I like to, um, well, this is, a, like, what a lot of people um, compare it to. It's just, like, your budget, right? Like, if you don't know how much money you're spending every day and then you're, how much money that you're spending or that's coming in, it's, like, you're not going to know how to budget. You know what I mean? I don't know how to, like, word it, but yeah. it's just, like, if you're going to the store every day, spending all this money and then being, like, well, I don't understand, like, why my, like, while it keeps getting overdrafted, like, yeah. you have to budget, and that's mm-hmm. what we're doing with the macros and calories and Yeah, stuff. for sure, like, knowing your, like, knowing your, your balance, yeah. like, what you're getting in, and then, like, what you're putting out. Like, exactly, yeah, that's just sure. exactly, like, it's just, that's the most optimal way. If you have, like, certain performance goals, like, body aesthetic goals, like, you have to know, like, what you're consuming, and the thing with it, too, it's just, it's a great learning tool, and once you learn it, like, you have it in your toolbox mm-hmm. forever to use, just like yeah. you, like, you win a year where you were, it's not like you just went completely AWOL, like, <laughs> I'm just gonna eat whatever, whatever. like, you, yeah. without even realizing it, you're probably, like, having, like, balanced meals, having protein and certain mm-hmm. things, and you already had that, like, tool, but now it's, like, you, or you already have that data or tool so now you just Mm -hmm. want to like use it again to have that extra data and dial it in even more well yeah I mean I just I have a good base which is helpful um I think I think for me it's fun to just experiment you know I've been doing CrossFit and I've been in this fitness space now for coming up on like nine years 
And so like, I just kind of go in cycles. It's like, oh, I'm gonna try uh, nutrition training. I'm gonna macro track. I'm gonna get a whoop. I'm gonna, I told myself I was gonna wear it for a year straight so that I, or I was gonna wear it for a year straight so that I could compare it to the year, the next year. So I'm gonna wear it, um, I'm gonna wear it consistently for two years. So I can like compare, cause I have like kind of phases in my life. So I wanna like be able to compare yeah. the the years and like how much does my, does this work or does this job affect my sleep or how much, um, you know, does like my diet or my exercise or like what, like how, you know, my stress like levels at work or like whatever it is, like how much does that really affect you? And you don't really know unless you take the, the data, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, how straight can I get? Like, how far down the rabbit hole do I want to go before it comes ridiculous for me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's the line? Like, I think it's maybe good to know rather than just to be like, oh, well, I'm just never going to be able to be that dialed in or I'm never going to be able to be that strict. So I'm just not going to worry about it. And it's, you know, just like that mentality of like, oh, I'm never going to get a muscle up. So why would I this, work towards it? You know? Right. It's that story you tell yourself, like, becomes reality. Like, if you're always telling yourself, like, well, like, I... I'm never going to be able to accomplish this. Like, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to then because if you tell yourself you're not, like, you're not going to be working on it. So yeah. it's not just going to magically appear one day. Yeah, as long as you have that mentality, you're definitely not. Right. Like, you're definitely not. I just, I'm just more willing to just experiment and see where it goes. Um, I think it's also, it might be embarrassing for some people because they maybe, you know, especially like to hire a nutrition coach, they might not want them to know what they're eating. But I think that's also kind of a red flag of yeah. like, you're, you know, you're hiding from yourself, like, some things, and that's never good. Right, and that's the thing about, like, food logging and stuff, it's just, like, well, if you're going to eat it, like, just log it, and then it just makes it real, and then you can be mindful about it, and if it's just like, man, that was more than I thought, like, it's okay, it's just giving you data, and it's like, how can you, the next day, dial it in a little bit more, and make a swap here and there, and it's... Just, yeah, it kind of gives you some more tools, too, to, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe try to figure out why, like, the whys... Like, why do I feel the need to eat two perfect bars in one day? You know what I mean? Like, why am I doing this? Like, when even too, just with all the data of like knowing like how many hours and stuff you're sleeping, like mm-hmm. if you have stressful stuff going on, like just having that data of like, man, like if you, once you start like tracking that, you can kind of see like your habits and behaviors of like, wow, I know when I only get six hours of sleep. I feel like more crabby throughout the day. I know that like I'm craving more sugar throughout mm-hmm. the day. And then that just gives you that data and then you can be like, okay, so how can I get more sleep to help prevent this instead of just living in a cycle of like, I don't know why this is happening. This is just what I do. Or, or just undervaluing sleep in general. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that people do. Yeah, sleep. That's like one of the biggest things like, I tell people is just like, you got to get your sleep. It just it affects so much. It literally affects everything you do. And it's just like you could be coming to the gym, crushing it every day. You could be like dialed on your nutrition 100%. But if you're getting like less than seven hours of sleep every single night consistently, like you're doing yourself a disservice. That's literally when your body's repairing itself. Like there's so much that goes into I don't it. think you can. I don't think you can crush it in the gym. I don't think I, say, I don't I don't think yeah, like you definitely probably wouldn't be you, yeah. you wouldn't be your most optimal in the gym, yeah. that's for maybe sure. Maybe not crushing it, but like maybe just you could just be consistently you come in and yeah. do your workouts. But um That's it. It breaks my heart. Like honestly, like it, when I hear people that are like, oh, I wanna do more programming and like do this stuff and like they're not sleeping, I'm just like you're just putting your body under so much stress and you're gonna feel like shit and it's just like, you'd be better off of, like, 
getting like focusing on dialing in your sleep, coming to the gym four times a week, and then working on nutrition too, and you would get so fit. And it's just people just run themselves into the ground because they're like, I need to do more training, more training, more training, and it's like, no, you need to sleep. Yeah, and eat. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. It's so hard to convince people um, of that of of the sleep thing. And it's not very fun no. to like work on it, and and you just like. You know, maybe you have too much on your plate in general, and like maybe you need to really scale back. Like, what are some things you need to like cut out? You know what I yeah. mean? Because I think too, some people don't really realize um, how much they how much it does affect them. They just are like, well, now they're just like used to it. You know, it's people who decide to do like a monthly challenge where you can't have alcohol, and they so they don't have alcohol for a month and they're like oh my gosh I had no idea how much this was actually like affecting me right. you know yeah you, don't you just know, think don't oh know. there's no harm in like having a few drinks it's like maybe there's not maybe there is right. like I think it's worth at least finding out if it is yeah, you or don't not. know until you like try a month without it yeah or... maybe you cut it out for a month and you're like no shit I can have two drinks it doesn't affect me I have seen no difference like okay more power to you like, and I think the power in that too is like once you show like like, say, like, whether it's, like, you dial in sleep for a month or you, like, cut out alcohol for a month, like, whatever it may be, it's, like, that gives you that mindful decision of, like, okay, I realize I cut out alcohol for a month. I do feel really, be- like, way better. I'm getting, like, better sleep. So then when you do make that choice to, like, add it back in, like, you have you have that knowledge. And unless you're lying to yourself, like, you can't be, like, well, I don't understand, like, why I'm not getting good sleep now because... Yeah. Drinking beer or whatever. It's just being more mindful of it and, and really choosing it when you're going to going to enjoy it and not because it's just been your habit, you know? Right. Well, instead like, of just, like, going through the rotations of, like, having it, feeling like shit, like, not sleeping good, and then just domino effect of just, like... Oh, now I'm drinking again because I'm not... I'm stressed because I'm not sleeping and I'm not sleeping because I drink too much and then I'm, you know, right. but I have to drink because I'm stressed and then I have to, and it's just, yeah, you're like in this vicious cycle and it's, um, I think it gets hard to take the time out to really like assess, yeah. like, am I really doing things that I should be doing to live a healthy, full, like happy life? Are there things that, um, I could change, you know? Right. Well, and then just that honesty with yourself too, of like just being like, okay, like, this is my goal. Am I willing to change these things? Like, am I willing to have these trade-offs? Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people, like, they could look at us and be like, well, you guys, like, you're already fit and you're already doing, like, we've been doing it for so long. But it's just, like, it's not that, like, we don't want to do those things all the time. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, if, but it's just I have that knowledge now of I know, like, hey, if you drink during the week, you're mm-hmm. going to feel like shit. And then that's going to make you not want to come to the gym or you're not going to have a good workout. And then that's mm-hmm. going to mess with your mental mindset and then it just domino effects and it's just once you have that you're not going to be able it's going to affect your productivity yeah exactly and it's just or like yeah it's just once you have that knowledge of how it affects you it's Mm -hmm. like just being honest with yourself like what is your goal what is important to you what are you prioritizing and then making those choices to stay in line with that I mean it's easier said than done right like for some people maybe they need to quit their job you know and it's just like man that's a big step Maybe they need to get a divorce. You know what I mean? It's like... That environment is so important. You're like, maybe that's a drastic change that you need to do. I mean, for other people, it's maybe, you know, most people, it's probably not that drastic, but it's right. like, when are you going to, like, draw that line if it is something kind of drastic like that? Like, when are you going to, like, make that decision? It's got to be tough, so... Yeah. I feel like it's easy to just kind of, like, get stuck in that, like, well, this is my life. This is how it is. And it's just like, I don't know. Go on a hole, yeah. I know, right? (laughs) With like your environment and the people, and then like uh, Kyle and I have been talking about people posting like posts on social media that say something like, 
of time to cut the toxic people out of my life or something like that. And um, that's just, it's, it's an easy thing to say. It's like much harder to actually do. Yeah. So none of the times, anytime on this podcast ever, no matter who I'm talking to, I am never, I just don't want anybody to ever think that I'm like sitting here saying all this stuff and acting like it's just like so easy. And right. I don't understand why people don't just do the stuff, you know, <laughs> get a divorce. Like it's obviously like hard to do. <laughs> I think it's just that like, just, like reflecting like just kind of like reflecting like where are the areas in your life that like well and finding those people who like support you yeah. know that's why um you know it's people find a lot of success here is because of that support network and then you meet friends and other people with like similar mindsets mm-hmm. and you know that sort of stuff so it makes it a lot easier than to kind of like stay on track 100 percent for sure yeah. so yeah. i feel like my brain is like running now like tangents we could go on <laughs> well we don't have a ton of time for tangents I mean, we, we might have time for like one tangent so if you would like to go on one tangent Peyton, <laughs> no i was just thinking fun. just like yeah how important like environment is whether it's like your house um like just setting yourself for stuff setting yourself up for success like at home and then just environment of like what are you listening through throughout the day? Um, I actually, I was on a, some podcast I was listening to. It was talking about a study of like people that like listen to country music were like more like sad than other oh. people. Just because like a lot of those songs are like just very like heartbreak and that kind of stuff. And it's just. And like slow. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you are like your environment has so much to do with like your mood and just mm-hmm. choices. And I know for me personally, when I am just kind of feeling like blah or like not feeling like motivated like I'll find like a podcast that I know is like inspirational Mm -hmm. or maybe it's a somebody's on the podcast that it's like someone I look up to and or I'll read a book that's like motivational and it's just that's something I'm constantly doing because Mm -hmm. it it is it's really easy to just get like like yeah (laughs) yeah for sure I like that um like one thing about sleep that people tell you to do you know to like work on sleep is to like make your bedroom environment very calming and like comforting and so one thing that um I struggle with is my house is in a state of like remodel Mm -hmm. all the time like or I want to do a remodel so it's like okay well I want to redo my bedroom and I want to get bedroom furniture and of course I went to look at bedroom furniture and then I found out that due to COVID you cannot not buy furniture like at all (laughs) So then I'm just like, well, now I'm on hold with, like, the furniture. So then when you're on hold with the furniture, then it's like, well, I'm not going to buy this new, these new, like, sheets and blankets. And I'm not going to, like, repaint because that's not going to make sense. And then you just get into this, like, snowball effect of, like, okay, well, now there's nothing I can do to, like, make my room more comfortable. And it's just, like, it's just not true. So it's, like, you can go ahead, like, buy those comfort pieces, like, especially for somewhere, like, your bedroom where you need to feel comfortable and um another thing that was driving me nuts is like just disorganization of my bedroom like we went through our closet got rid of everything so there's like more room to you know so it's just like if your room is chaos and you're you don't like your environment in your bedroom it's you're going to be stressed when you're in there right so like are there some simple things that you can do to just make your like your environment that you're in a lot at home like more comforting so that when you are there if you are stressed from like work you can bring those stress levels down. <laughs> right. There's, I heard something too a long time ago and it's like something that always sticks with me and it's like, will it take you like less than like a couple minutes to do? Like there's so many times I think like that you'll see something like in your house and you're like, oh, I just don't have the time to like 
whether it's like making your bed or like do the dishes or um, just like sweep up the floor or something really quick. A lot of that stuff only takes as like maybe a minute or two minutes, but it's just, we build it up in our head of like, mm-hmm. I just like, I'm, this is like this big chore that's going to take mm-hmm. me this long where it's like, no, if you just do it, it takes like two minutes. You feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and everybody has their like little different things that like, <clears throat> you know, makes them more comfortable or whatever. So, but it's just, it's worth like, it's just worth assessing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to be like, can I just spend the afternoon to paint my bedroom a different color? Like, would that make you happier? It's a very inexpensive and not a lot of time to like do, or do you just need like new sheets? Like buy some like really nice, like feeling like sheets or something right. like whatever it is. Like, and I mean, Kyle, we always like, if like, do you get the air conditioner thing for your bed? <laughs> yeah, so we got, it's called a bed jet and it's literally like a little, like air, like you put it underneath your uh, like the blanket that you'd be using. It just goes at the end of your bed and it blows. You can have cold air or hot air. It's pretty nice. Ugh, I don't think I could do hot air. Oh, it's like if you're if you ever had like your feet are like really cold and like yeah. they feel like they're not gonna warm up yeah. having that hot air. It's so nice. I grew huh. up without air conditioning, so I just love the feeling of like heat. Kyle's always like, I'm sweating. Yeah, so he usually has it on cold, and then I'll have to put a blanket in between me and the bed jet so oh. it doesn't freeze out, but. But we always joke about like uh, if we were like start getting crabby or something, we're just like anything that in our house that like pisses us off, like we just need to like write it down and like get it fixed. Cause like right now we, our dishwasher, like it's been broken for a while, but like it's slowly been like leaking and stuff more. And I'm like, this literally causes me so much stress. Yeah. Like, Why don't we just like get this fixed or like just something of like if our shoes um, in our garage, like we feel like our shoes are everywhere. Like we got like a little cubby thing, just like little things that you're like, this is annoying me. Like. See Having a, a spot way. for everything. Yeah, is, is seeing nice. if there's like a way, like an easy solution. Like obviously you can't just like getting a whole new dishwasher is like an expense, but like there is like different things that you can do to. It depends on the person. Uh, I've been through like three dishwashers at my house and and a washing machine, and we are a family of five, and we cook at home and eat at home for most meals. I mean, not lunch normally, but like breakfast and dinner every day. So. If we all eat on a plate, that's 10 plates. Right. <laughs> right? So, yeah, doing dishes so, might cause a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what, I like, I don't, you can just buy a cheaper dishwasher, but at least it'll be new and right. it'll work. Like, I have seriously freaked out on my husband. Like, there's a new dishwasher that is going to be in this house <laughs> by tomorrow afternoon, or murder is going to be committed. <laughs> well, the ours has been broken for so long, so I've told Kyle, like, we should just get a new one, because I'm like... I'm, I don't want to clean it out because I guarantee there's like mold because like there'll be like sitting water. I think it's just yeah. like it be clogged or something. Yeah, something. And I'm like, that's been there. We've been there for a year now, so. <laughs> yeah. O- overall, a dishwasher is not a huge expense. You can buy a pretty decent one for like probably like $400. Yeah, but I think it's just like just being mindful of like, yeah, the stuff that's like causing you like extra stress throughout your day. Like, is there a solution to it mm-hmm. instead of just like every day being like, Ah, this drives me nuts. Or, or if your solution is something that's you know expensive, like is there a way that you can save for it? Yeah, and like, then that way, at least you know you're working towards it, and that helps a little bit. Of right. Your so it's like years after years, just like oh, like yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, can you make? Are there some small steps you can take towards towards you know whatever it is that you need to do? And, yeah. and you know, it it's like it's seriously so broad because it could be anything. But I think it's definitely worth. It's like what you said with your environment, kind of walking through your day and like, are there things, you know, in your car, in your bedroom, like in your house, or that you know maybe would be easy for you to kind of 
change and that would like help your stress level I mean you should just you should be relaxed like when you're at home mm-hmm. so like what are some things I mean are your kids crazy like are there what are you letting them do what are they I eating what are they you know it's like are there thing are there ways to like make it so that when you're at home you can be like more relaxed I use that like mindset like just like even like with nutrition of like if someone's like man I just had like the worst week I was super stressful of, like look back at your week like what were things that you could do that like wouldn't cause like less stress whether it was like throwing some chicken in the crock pot because like maybe you're stressed out because you never had dinners prepared like mm-hmm. maybe it's talking about frozen veggies like um if you were like running late all the time okay could you lay out your clothes the night before mm-hmm. like just different things like that like that seem like nothing it seems something so simple but it's like those little things that you can like identify mm-hmm. this is causing me stress this like that day went to hell okay why like mm-hmm. well, I was running late I didn't have this ready I didn't have this ready okay what are at least like one way that you could have something ready and yeah for sure uh planning ahead as much as possible is definitely helpful um yeah I like anytime I get stressed it's because I overloaded my schedule, I didn't plan ahead, and then I just feel like I'm running around with my head cut off. And yeah, kind like, of like take oh. responsibility for how much you are at fault for yeah. your stress. <laughs> and like are you stressing yourself or you know Yeah, it's important because otherwise I feel like it's really easy to start like resenting than the like obligations you have because if you're like, oh I don't have time for this today and I'm like super stressed out and it's like then the thing that you committed to, you're like I don't want to do this. And it's like, if you would have just planned ahead and just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I so feel like I do that a lot. And then it's just like, and then once I do it, I'm like, I'm fine. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, next week I'm going to plan my schedule. And Yeah, I don't like feeling out of control. So, and I'm sure that that's like a lot of people. And so like, what is making you feel out of control? What are some things you can control that will like help calm your yeah. nerves a little bit? And planning ahead is huge. I think that's where like some people too, like, where you'll start seeing them like falling off in the gym. It's just like they don't plan it into their day and then they do like commit to all these things. They get super stressed out and then it's like, yeah, you don't want to go like, then you feel selfish taking an hour for uh-huh. yourself or it's like, you know, it's going to benefit you. Like plan it into your day and mm-hmm. just think of it as an appointment for yourself. Yeah. It's really easy to be like, oh, I'll see where I'm at at noon and I'll go to the noon class if I can. Oh, I didn't make it to the noon class. Oh, I'm going to go at 3.30. Oh, I You're got You're never going to want to go later. <laughs> yeah. So you keep pushing it off, pushing it off. And then it's like, oh, I'll just go tomorrow now at this point where I do realize that things do come up and like 100%. sometimes you can't make the class. But I think if it's happening to you a lot, like are you being unrealistic with actually the time you actually have? Yeah. Um, so that's probably possible but yeah I definitely like that like look at your week ahead and kind of like get a good idea of when you know you're gonna hit your hit your classes and I like what uh Tim said last week about um like paying yourself first with like savings but like paying yourself first with like exercise and it's not even necessarily just exercise but like kind of prioritizing the things that are important and making sure that you have time for those and then filling out everything else in behind that is Right. That'd be like a good action step of like just write out like your day of like when you want to wake up, when you want to go to bed, like just the more like it sounds so simple, but it's like the more that you can like have a plan and like just have it in your mind even, even if it doesn't go like as planned, like the more that you're like thinking of it, like it just helps so much Mm -hmm. because otherwise, yeah, before you know it's 11 o'clock and then you haven't even got ready for bed and then it's midnight and then you're Mm going to go to the 5.15 a.m. class when I'm not going to which I would not want you to go to 5.15 a.m. if you're going to bed that late. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just so easy to let other outside I mean, what factors. time do you have to be in bed to do 5.15? If I was going to go to 5.15, what like would... Like 9 is probably the latest. 
Nine was always what I would try. It didn't always end up that way, though. Because what, you probably wake up at, like, 4.30? Yeah, 4.30, yeah. So, like, 10 to 4 would be, like, 6, 6 and a half. I would say my minimum now, I've been, like, over the last year, I've been really, really prioritizing sleep. That being said, sometimes it's out of my control. But I really, like, right now my goal is eight. But that's because I've been consistently getting, like, seven. Um, But you need eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. But, like, my... my Like, you're not going to bed at eight. (laughs) My minimum for myself is, like, seven. Like, if I'm not getting, like, seven plus hours, like, I just know, like... Yeah. my Like, I can just tell. Like, I just create... Like, I just... My anxiety, like, yeah. just my mental state, like... I'm a natural sleeper. I like to get... Um, I think I naturally do better if I'm getting eight and a half-ish. Between that eight and eight and a half. Um, this whole week, I've been getting, like, 7.45 or, like, 7.50 or, like, I got seven and a half. Like, so three days in a row, I've gotten actually less than eight. And um, I can really tell. Yeah. And I, and I know a lot of people are can can function off that because it is over seven, but... Well, I think, too, Ugh. like, I think it's just one thing to know is, like, your body, just like with nutrition, sleep is the same way. Your body adapts to what you're doing. So if you've, like, I, I'll hear some people, like, I do fine on, like, six hours of sleep. That's just because your body, like, it's trying to keep you alive and it's trying to keep you optimal. Like, your body literally adapted to that. Like, it takes time to, like, get, mm-hmm. like, that consistency. And it's just, that's like, you're you never going to go from six hours to eight, but, like, you can start trying for six and a half hours and you do can that lie to yourself time. about how well you're actually doing anyway. yeah it's like you're what when you say you've adapted you mean like you don't tell your like you don't feel tired yeah you just, like you might you might be like oh I feel fine I can like get all this stuff done I need but it's just like same thing with like nutrition once you kind of start dialing it in and then you feel how good you can feel mm-hmm. then when you do get like minimum sleep you're like wow my body feels wrecked or I can yeah it's kind of if if you maybe don't realize that certain foods like bother you and you, you know, and you like cut those out and then how much you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know I could feel like this. That's something I hear a lot with like working with people with nutrition of like when they start like getting that consistency of like quality foods and then they go out to eat like, cause it's all about balance, but like they'll go out to eat and like they'll have something that was maybe just a little bit more like fried or something than they're, they're normal. And they're like, Oh my gosh, my stomach. Like I didn't realize or like, something that was really high in sugar and just like the crash they get it's mm-hmm. just like yeah like you just like it's much more pronounced when you're not used to it so all right Payne, we're in the red it was good talking to you <laughs> i was like watching and i was like it's just gonna shut off and i'll have to do like yeah. another episode of like bye yeah so um we're always down for conversations like this and i was super excited to talk to Peyton this afternoon so um we'll see you guys in the gym bye guys